Hey guys, J-Mac here. Got kind of a different episode this week. Just going to be me talking one-on-one with you guys about my best friend, Adam. I knew him a long time. We were childhood friends. He passed away May 4th, 2016, following back surgery, complications with the surgery. I'm not going to go into it here. And a lot has been made of his radio personality, his over-the-top antics he would get up to, and I would hope that uh, most of you guys would know by this point that it was an act. We had fun, sure. We had some burrs, sure. Sometimes we got a little rowdy, sure. But Adam was almost nothing like the character he played on the show. In fact, if anybody was out of control in real life, (laughs) it was probably me. But Adam wasn't comfortable being himself, except around a very select few people. He was quiet, reserved, insecure, not sure of himself, didn't think much of himself at all. But he was a -a one-of-a-kind guy. And I know there was a lot of crazy talk on the show, and that was was part of the show. But in reality, what would happen would be he he and I would work long weeks, and then, of course, I got sick and I couldn't work, and I would, I would sit on my front porch and I'd wait for him to pull up. He'd pull up in his black truck or his black Impala. I always liked that car. Got to go with black. And he'd get out, quietly, slowly walk up, cigarette hanging out of his mouth. I don't know if he was trying to look cool, but uh, I, it was it was a welcome sight. And we would sit on our porch, on my porch. See, I'm, I'm, it's like our porch. He was over here so much. We would talk about our week. He was always talking about his kids, what sports they were into, how they were doing at school. He would talk about what he'd done with the family and what he was going to do with the family. He loved to go camping. I would always tease him about it. We would just uh, talk. No show, no theatrics, just talk. We would grumble about things like everybody does. We would laugh about funny things that had happened to us during the week. But it wasn't, it was not a wild rock star party over here all the time. Sure, there were moments, there were moments, but um, basically we were two crabby old men that would sit on the porch and talk about our families, and talk about what we were going to do on the show that week, and we'd get all amped up. We'd have to get amped up. And I mean, in fact, sometimes we didn't actually become the characters until we hit record. We would be complaining or talking about our lives or, you know, praising our kids, and then we would hit record, and then the lights would come on, so to speak, and Adam became Adam Sewer. That was... It was a personality that he put on. Because frankly, I don't think he was all that comfortable with the real Adam. Guy who loved his wife, loved his kids, loved his family, loved his friends. There's not a day go by that I don't miss him. 
hell, hell, there's not an hour that goes by that I don't miss him. Sometimes I'll have a dream. Adam will be in it. We'll be doing our own, our old stuff, working at our old jobs. And that was the thing. We worked at Frank's Nursery and Crafts, a local, well, I guess it wasn't local, but it was a, it was a plant nursery. I guess it was like, uh, well, it doesn't matter. We worked at different locations. And occasionally we would go to each other's store to visit. And I, I walked into his store, which was over in Bridgeton, for those of you from St. Louis. It's not there anymore. And I walked in, and, and I had people come up to me and say, hey, hey, what's up, Rock? And I said, my name is not Rock. It's, of course, I would say J-Mac, but it's not really J-Mac. And I asked Adam, I said, why is everybody calling me Rock? And he goes, oh, because I told him you were my friend and you rock. That was Adam, my biggest fan. I was his biggest fan. So, yeah, I was known at uh, Frank's as Rock, at his Frank's, not at my Frank's. I was known as the homeschooled dork at my Frank's. Also, we were homeschooled together, knew all the same people. Then we graduated from Frank's, so to speak, and went to work in a Teamster grocery warehouse, and that was an eye-opener. But whatever happened, we were in it together. If we, If he had a rough day or if I had a rough day, we had a rough day together because we were pretty much brothers. I mean, he we, he would always joke that I was his uh, I was his wife, and I would be like his second wife, and I'd be like, no, 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 no. If anybody, if anybody, if anybody's going to be anybody's wife, it's going to be you. That was kind of a joke we had. So we worked there for a year or so. I ended up spending twenty years in that. Well, I was going to say hellhole, but I, I I did have some. Uh, I did make a lot of good money, Adam hated it. <laughs> he hated working at that grocery warehouse. It was rough for him. He got teased a lot. Then we grew up, went on to other things. Kind of Adam would call it, would say we broke up for a while. We were just going through the growing pains of meeting girls and working different jobs. And we'd worked together for so long. Then after about a year or two, I, I, I don't, it's been so long ago. I hadn't talked to him in a while. In fact, I was mad at him. I was uh, just not happy with the way he chose to live his life and that that was none of my business i regret that i regret not being there for him during those times but we had to grow up there was some growing up that we both needed to do and we were both attending a wedding and i knew he was going to be there and i saw that big goofy dude standing in the uh in the vestibule or whatever you want to call it up the, at the front of the church and he had the most bashful smile on his face, and he was standing there with the with the woman that he would later marry, and they were just such a cute couple, and I knew he loved her. And all the years, the year or two, washed away. All that time that we hadn't talked, and I was busy doing my thing, and he was busy doing his thing, they just disappeared in the blink of an eye. I'll never forget that. I gave him a huge hug. I, I to be honest, I might have squirted a little tear. I think he did. And then it was off to the races. We would go over to his house. Him and his wife had a house over in Maplewood. And uh, for one of his birthdays, his parents had bought him an acoustic guitar. And we would, I would bring my guitar over and we would play. I remember teaching him a Black Sabbath song. can't remember which one. I think it was Electric Funeral. And we would just watch... Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and goofy TV shows and just chill out, reconnect. 
I'll never forget those times. Then he started having kids. Him and his wife would bring the kids over to our house. We'd take them hiking through the through the woods behind our house, go bear hunting, I think is what we would tell the kids. It was good times. And then, of course, all the podcast years, he would be over here without fail, without fail, no matter rain, sleet, snow, ice. Sometimes I would tell him, Adam, just stay home, dude. No, no, it's, it's, it's all right, dude. He loved coming over here, but it was not this giant drunken party. Most of the time, it was just me and him, and we would sometimes make up nicknames for the neighbors when we would sit on the porch. We were like the two old Muppet guys that would just, just laugh and poke fun at everything, including each other. When I got uh, diagnosed with Parkinson's, he would make jokes about me not being able to play the guitar right and being a weirdo and... I would call him dumb, make fun of his haircut. Speaking of haircuts, yeah, this is this is how much that he valued his his lady's opinion, his lady friend as we call him. He came over one day and he had this flat top, kind of like a military thing. And I was like, "Hey dude, what's up with the hair?" And he goes, "Ah, my wife, my wife didn't even notice it." And I was like, "Really? It's kind of hard not to uh notice that uh it's a very daring look." Found out later from her, she told me I didn't, I ignored it because I thought it looked stupid. <laughs> yeah, and he would all, he would sit on the porch, and then and then we'd do the show, and then after the show, we'd go back, sit out on the porch. He'd text his lady, and he'd he'd ask her what she wanted for, for you know, I guess, snack or dinner or whatever, and he'd drop by Steak and Shake and pick up. He would always be like, I gotta, I gotta leave and pick up stuff for my lady. Good guy. But but once again, Adam was not comfortable being himself. He always told me that. He goes, dude, I just, he's like, I just don't feel comfortable around people. I mean, there were, there were times where he would be so nervous when people would come over that he would get crabby with me. You know, one day, one day he was having like kind of a little anxiety attack before some guests were going to come over. Just, I mean, it wasn't wasn't anything big, but he was he was clearly stressed out. And I was talk, I was complaining about my Parkinson's. And he goes, "Dude, shut up and just go get a beer," which made me laugh to this day. It's like that was me and Adam. He's just like, "Stop whining and deal with your stuff." So yeah, it's been it's been a long three years. I can't even imagine what his family's going through. But instead of doing a show this week with a bunch of people, and well, I. First of all, I couldn't get anybody to come over this week. Like, Adam was just always over here. But I wanted to have kind of a serious moment with you guys. Just kind of go on the record as saying that Adam and I were not the cartoons. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, like I said, if anybody's a cartoon, I was, I am a walking cartoon. It just amazed me when people would come over and meet Adam for the first time. And they would say, he's, he's so quiet. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything like he does on the show. And, uh, and, and in fact, they would say, as soon as you stop recording, he shuts up and turns into basically an introvert. His favorite thing was making a campfire when he would come over here. I got a little fire pit out back. Yeah, and I mean, when the show was over, he would immediately run outside and start making a fire, tending the fire or whatever. He loved the swimming pool. He always wanted to go swimming. He would be upset that I got rid of it. But I miss him. He'll, though, there will never be another Adam. And one of the biggest regrets, if I have one thing I wish I could have taken back that I said to him when um, 
he was going to get his back surgery, and he was stressed out. He was worried about his wife and kids, worried about being able to provide for them. And, of course, I've got my own health issues. And I told him on the way home from a doctor appointment that he had, I said, dude, let's face it, we'll never be old men together. And he kind of hung his head and he goes, I know. And then I tried to walk it back, but I, I just I just put an arrow through his heart. Anybody who knows me knows I'm I can be incredibly pessimistic and I couch it in humor. Definitely have that kind of a uh, little bit of a ghoulish sense of humor. I just wish I wouldn't have said it to him. So this year instead of doing a big highlight reel of all his crazy moments, I just thought I'd sit down in front of the mic in the bunker. I'm looking at his uh his empty craft beer bottles that he would go up to shop and save and buy these ridiculous ten dollar bottles of beer and it was it wasn't really even enough to get drunk on. It's just one bottle, but it was like just specialty beers and he would always save them and put them up on my toy shelf. So let's remember Adam in our own way this this year. For those of you who didn't get to meet him, you missed something. He was special. Nothing like Nothing like his radio guy, but he was just a kind, big-hearted goofball. And I miss him.